You are listening to Deep Podcuts, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Welcome to Deep Podcuts with Zach, Ryan, and Bill. Hey guys, welcome to Deep Podcuts. This is Zach. So, for those of you who never listened to Deep Podcuts before, uh, this is the show where we scour the web for the best hidden gems, the deepest cuts, uh, the most interesting podcasts you've never heard, and we bring them to you each week. That's right, Zach. This is uh, your buddy Bill, and uh, today Ryan actually got us a pretty cool podcast. Uh, he's a history buff, and he found this little, little deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It's, a, it's this British program, actually, from uh, the BBC Radio family. That is deep, man. Yeah. Uh, I think Radio 8 it's on. It's like oh. really, yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's called Sketches of Yesterday, and it's basically this this British uh, professor of history has uh, a, a lot of uh, well-known academics and uh, historians on to discuss the books they've written. Cool. And you know, usually there's some like debate about like how they each interpret events or, or people from the past, but. Um, it got really heated. It got really, really heated. So, oh, man, yeah, those academics—they got a. I think it's because they're insecure because they just read books all day. Mm. Yeah, they have, they don't have action in their like day to day life. So they when fe- they, get the they, they naturally to... feel like you know their you know their their existence is tenuous. So I f- I can see wow. that. Mm. That's yeah, but I I, I mean it was. Um, it's usually a very educational program. Yeah. I listen to some other episodes, but do this, a lot of kids listen to it? Or I don't. I don't know. No, I, not that I, kind of educational. Like, no, I mean I think yeah. like everyone can learn. You know, true. And okay, like some that. people. Yeah, that's true. Why? Um, so yeah, we 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 uh, we found a good one for you. Cool. Certainly does not uh, follow any sort of. Uh, pattern um but it was uh, interesting awesome let's check it out i can't wait welcome back to the broadcast here on bbc radio 8 broadcasting from southampton thank you for sticking with us through the advertisements uh we have uh two guests here on today's uh program uh sketches of yesterday uh the first is uh, Mr. Lyle Wayne, excuse me, Professor Lyle Wayne. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, he's a professor of medieval history at the University of Texas at Detroit. Welcome, welcome, sir. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I do listen uh, when I get the chance. So. Thank you for making the trip all the way from Detroit, Texas, Professor. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm uh, on summer leave, so I thought I'd get out of the, the, the Detroit, Texas heat and come on <laughs> over to, to Jolly Old. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome here, sir. And uh, nextly, we have Mr. John Stanley. He is the Associate Dean at the College of Mesopotamian Culture in South Dakota, USA. Welcome, sir. That's right. Thank you so much for having me on the program. Very excited to be here. Uh, and I'm just really excited to talk about my new book. Oh, that's great. Yes, we do have uh, b- both these gentlemen are authors. They're here to discuss their works, as is this uh, this program. That's what we do. Um, the uh, Professor Wayne, uh, your book here, very interesting title, I have to say. Uh, I- I'm, I'm just, I'm, I- it just jumps off the shelf. Oh, I, I don't, I don't write any of my titles. I leave that to my publicity agent, my, my, my wife Sandra. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so nice. Say. 
That's oh, so That nice. is an interesting choice. Sir. She she always says my my writing can be a bit dry, so she kind of spices up the titles. Ah, yeah. I see. Dry like Texas, huh? Uh, uh, easy on the Texas uh, commentary, John. <laughs> oh, you guys really sensitive about that, huh? Don't mess with Texas, John. Oh, so the book is titled Squealing Polka, Germania on the Road to the Renaissance. Yes, sir. Squealing Poker. Germany on the rise. Yep, that's the book I wrote. I I haven't seen that title. I'm gonna have to have a talk with Sandra. Seems she got a little. She. That is a little. It seems she did outdo yeah. herself this time, sir. Well, I uh, I think she more or less captured the nature of the book. My thesis is that if it wasn't for the pig, Europe would still be a backwater civilization. Oh, that's yeah. very interesting. Interesting. Yep. Yep, yep. So, and I chart throughout the book. I chart the rise of Germania from the from the Viking Age up until the High Middle Ages by their cuisine. So it's something of a of a medieval cookbook. Oh, okay. Now, is pork something that only the the upper class like people could have, or was it a was it an every man's food meat? John, now I I, I know you're uh, from your your writings. You are a vegetarian. I don't eat many meats, no. But, you know, back in the day, you know, as you'll find if you read through my book, a meal was not complete without a slab of pork belly, pork chop, pork loin, pork ham hock. And, and what was what was the, uh, the, the average death age in that time? Just well, question. Well, we must take into account the number of, uh, the number of uh, impediments to a long life back uh, in the Middle Ages. There was, of course, uh, 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 human sacrifice, which happened up until about the, the lower Middle Ages. That was a big cause of death, human but sacrifice. It was, a, it was a good chunk of death, you know. A good chunk. But, you know, 40, about f- age 40. Now, now Professor Wayne, uh, why did you choose to focus on Germania in this, in this work? Well, uh, you know, I, I, um, uh, I'm a Texas, I'm a Texas Longhorn, yeah, but, uh, we, we, we did establish oh, that. Wow. Ancestral, yeah. as, as you, as some of your listeners may or may not be aware of, America, before it became predominantly a white and black country, was a Native American country, mm-hmm. and, uh. Well, they're called Native Americans, I think. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, John, you are correct. Which is surprising, consider I you spend a good deal of time hanging out with the hoity-toity academias, academians up in uh, up in South Dakota. But anyways, I was going to say... Please, sir, don't be so provincial on my program. I'm trying to learn things. That's, I, I guess I apologize for that. <laughs> we have, I must say, Detroit, Texas, University at Texas, we have a bit of a feud with the Mesopotamian Department of South Dakota. But this is not the time nor the place. I didn't think we were going to bring this. I thought this was just a friendly, we didn't need to bring this in. No, no, you plug my book, book I'll plug your book. We go home happy, have a cup of tea with uh, with Limey over here. Now is, now, is Lyle's plural? Or is that a singular name? It's Lyle Wayne. Oh, just Lyle. Just Lyle oh, Wayne. Oh, I always thought there was an S at the end. I don't know why. Now, no, John. Um, yeah. Let's turn back to his, his novel. Or not oh. a novel. What am I saying about Well, it is a bit fictionalized, <laughs> so you're not too far off. No, out. you don't say. I thought this was all 
True to the letter. Oh, I thought we were talking Sounds about. Like I thought Sam. we were talking about John Stanley's book. Oh, no, that was no, a not cheap quite yet. Shot. Cheap shot indeed. That no, was... no, sir. Yeah, no, squealing porker. Yeah, I focused on Germania because uh, my my ancestry comes from Germania. I can actually trace my heritage back to Roland the Viking. No, no kidding. Yep, we have Roland? some Viking. What? Roland. Roland the Viking. Like Roland. Like a. I like... know a Roland. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Please, Mister Stanley. I'm sorry. Holy I we're getting anecdotes. Yes, we need to. I want to, uh, our listeners are very interested in these topics, and we need to really dig into them deeply, please. Yeah. All right. Why don't you loosen that ascot up there, John, and let me tell you about real history. Very nice ascot, John. Very nice. Thank you. So, focused on German. Yeah, I've traced it back to Roland the Viking, but he, Roland uh, finds his, his, his way in, the, in, the, in, in France, what was Gaul and Normandy. But, uh, yeah, I find Germany is an interesting place, and they have a, quite a, a many ways of preparing pork. They got shanking, they got parma ham, they've got dry cured ham, they got salted ham, they got mm. salami, they and got salami. Really? Salami is from Germania? But yes, originally. Oh, I did not know that. Did well, you know that, John? Well, I certainly didn't. Uh, the great pig migrations of uh, the late 1000s. The pig made its way down from the forest of Germania into Italy. Ah, okay, nice. Yep. Not only did people, but also pigs migrate. The great pig day. migration. It is what, quite what, interesting. What caused the pig migration? Well, if I if I had to guess, it would be that the piggies are breed like rabbits. You know, they, that saying should be breeding like a pig, if you know what I mean, because pigs... They do it a lot. They got corkscrew wieners. I thought that was ducks. I do not know duck anatomy too well. Well, sirs, either way, it's really not germane to the to the subject at hand. Didn't we know need... we were going to be talking about penises. Oh, the hi- history of the world is defined by the penis. I don't disagree. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, I, Stanley. I enjoyed your. I did enjoy your one work of uh, of uh, of historical uh, fiction called the Mesopotamian Phallus, the Phallus through art of Mesopotamia. That was not. That was not fiction. That was a. That was factual, real, true. Um, it was case a case studies. It of, was a first person perspective of a Mesopotamian prince named Alfred who fell in love with a Mesopotamian princess. You think that that's funny? I just that's don't. There was there was a count. They were the, the Mesopotamians had a very effective way of recounting their tales through song okay, and dance. Jim, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. All right. Listen, I just want to clear the air. Get John back. Stanley ruin is ruining history for for the series of Please, us. Sir. This this seems this seems. Did you even write a book? Are you just? Yes, I wrote a squealing porker, which was which is which your wife named that, or was it named after your wife? The oh, yeah, yeah. I've been sitting on that one for a little while now. Oh, that's not the only thing you're sitting on. Oh, get over yourself, my Lyles. Excuse me, it's Lyle. We are learned men, and we will behave as such. I am sick of inviting (laughs) academics onto this program and having them bicker. It is not acceptable. Could you just make him take that damn hat off? He looks ridiculous. No. I never, I will not take off my 10 gallon. 
I God, frankly the, the do not studio. give a damn about your headwear. I would like to get back to your book. Sure, sure, sure. Now, uh, now, as you know, um, th- this current book, I just would like to say it pairs well with my with my first book, Drunken Sailor, Gaul on the Verge of Civilization, which is a mix- mixologist's view of. Uh, of the middle of Gaul in the late Roman period. Oh yes, I, I was I was quite fond of that book. I, I did not know gin and tonics were so so popular among the legionnaires. Yes, yes, it was because um uh not only is quinine a good uh, a good prevention for malaria, but they also believed that it could prevent a uh, gonorrhea. Oh, okay. Which was a big killer of Roman soldiers. Uh, the the legionnaires were quite fond of uh, uh, you know Greco-Roman wrestling, bare naked stuff, and they would they transfer a whole mess of things to each other, just wrestling and touching tips and such. Wow, you you have quite the breadth of knowledge, sir. I have to say, I... I'm a historian, not a historical fictionist. I am not a historical fictionist. I don't know why you keep saying that. You are you you one of your books was the inspiration for Ten Thousand B.C. That is his. That's history. That is a Mel Gibson just, race file. Now look. Now look. Poo. Just because my books get publicity and get attention, does it? Oh, the mixologist's view of the golf. Wow. How hard is it really to make gruel and grog? There's uh, like John, seven John, drinks your, they had. That's a, must have been a short book. John, your ascot is askew. I'm sorry. Gets a little. My mother made now, this for now, me. Now I, I I do uh, want to turn now to Mr. Stanley. He is uh, one of the most renowned scholars in America on Mesopotamian culture Damn and right. religion. Uh, and he is here to tell us about his new book, which is entitled The Mesopotamian Workout. Now, sir. That's right. What is this workout you speak of? Well, it is a very historically accurate representation of a workout that a a young Mesopotamian person would go through on a daily basis. Now, they didn't have the same frills and chills that we have today, such as iPhones and GoPros and Flobos. (laughs) I know, it's... Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to older men who probably don't know much about what's going on in today's society. See, this is your problem. You think history needs to be needs to be beefed up with like with like hashtags and like you're you're turning your book. I've re- I looked through your book. It's a picture book. It looks like some sort of Jane Fonda workout. There are pictures. Just because there are pictures in it doesn't mean it's a picture book. Historical pictures of various Mesopotamian ruins that you need to recreate to do some of the obstacle courses oh, that are involved oh, in the workout. Oh, Thank oh. you. Below, you think a Mesopotamian woman would wear a unitar with cheetah spots on it? That's what's in That's your book. Optional. You sucked a skin of cheetah. You know what I mean? Thank you. Order. Thank you, sirs. Now, back to the book. Right. Well, I thought. The most interesting chapter of this book was the chapter you dedicated to the Tower of Babel and how that factored in to the obstacle course of Mesopotamian work. Well, and of course, the the historical Tower of Babel was created to, to, you know, just... In the, in the face of God, and, and that's when he, he struck he struck it down and he made everybody speak different languages, okay? 
And so basically the Tower of Babel section is really a workout for your brain more than anything else. Comes with a nice little uh, iPhone app and uh, you gotta you, you have to learn as you go. Wait, you, is you this in work. your book? There's an, what there is, there's a scan there's a scan code for it. I believe it's called a scan code. And you scan it on into your phone. The book? On the book, yep, with your phone. And you scan it in, so you get, you get, you get. There's, it's ridiculous. There's actually, there's a Groupon in the back of the book. That's for, right. Thank you for a Zumba for workout. That. That's right. See, That's this right. is the problem. No. Don Stanley is just right, and it's just, it's just consumed by cons- the consumer's modern culture, and he, and it, and it taints all of any, any validity that his work contains. If by consumed by today's modern society you mean my books are successful and people want to read them, then yes, I guess I am consumed by that. I'm consumed by bringing entertaining fiction to my people. Fiction, of course, yeah. meaning nonfiction. John Stanley, you've been, compa- you've been, comp- your books have been, co- been, been compared to to Fifty Shades of Grey. One of my books was, and it was quite good. The Mesopotamian Love Life. It was like the Kama Sutra. It was a second person narrative, um, which is, of course, the you. Um, and you, it, it was just an instruction guide on how to love like a Mesopotamian. Listen, all I'm saying is... New York Times thought it was All I'm saying terrible. is you sold the rights of that book to a pornographic video game on the Oculus Rift. I'm just saying you are ruining the realm that, of... That is cross-marketing. That That's cross-marketing. You cannot tell me for that. Mesopotamians invented cross-marketing. So. Now that we're turning... Maybe this is a good time for me to bring up... I recently read an article that you authored in a, in a scholarly magazine. Yes. Uh, Mesopotamian uh, culture today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was um, probably six months ago or so, and you wrote an article about Mesopotamian numerics, mm-hmm. uh, cuneiform, cuneiform, the first that's right. writing form, cuneiform. Yes. And you suggest that they were. Perhaps the Mesopotamians were perhaps the inventors of emojis. And I just could not believe what I was reading. Well, I couldn't. See, I couldn't believe it. That, well, that I got, I've gotten a lot of emails and uh, Snapchats just expressing that same, uh, that same thought. We had always been told for centuries... The Persians had invented the emoji. Persians. Well, if if you if you read my article from uh, two thousand and and two in uh, in Middle Ages today, I posit that the Vikings invented uh, the the precursor to the emoji. They have rune stones all over the world, all over northern England, all over north. Just because there are stones there doesn't mean Please, that the so Gauls put them there. Listen, all I'm saying is there's no they, they don't they can't decipher the language on these rune stones and the only the only only possible explanation is there's some sort of uh you know signifier and I think that you know on one of the stones it looks like a winky face. Wow. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Hard, hard and fast research there, Lyle. Very good. Listen, I can't remember all of the, the scholarly citations I go into all of my articles, but there was at least half a page's worth, okay? Of, of winky faces? No, no, no. People that agree with me. People that agree with you? Scholarly people that agree with you? Um, are these your, are these your, your tween followers? Listen. Listen, just because I don't have a Twitter account doesn't mean I haven't seen you bad mouthing all my theories on your social tubes. Hey, 
I know how to market myself. I know how to blow up my opponents on the web, okay? That's just what I do, all right? And that's how I run my business, and that's that's how I choose to live my life. The annals of history are going to weigh against you, young man. No, in fact, they're not. The annals of history don't even know who you are, buddy. Are you staring at my lazy eye? That is Please. the ugliest lazy to... eye I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't even it Mr. doesn't even Stanley. look like an eye. I thought it was a zit. Be proper and polite to our guests. You're wearing I I've been holding my tongue, but you're wearing a leopard printed spandex suit. Yes, it's traditional Mesopotamian wear. You, you are a your fool. Up. You're a fool. You are a Take off your damn hat. It's bigger than you are. Nancy, we're fighting. This oh. is these are is fighting this words. This yep. Please, gentlemen. Oh, I'm, ta- oh, I'm no. taking off I'm my taking shirt. Off my when you ascot. get back to well, not the ascot. I'm taking it off. Oh, put it back on. You got a weird neck beard. Uh, that's why it's called neck garbage. Thank you very much. And I'm growing it out for baseball season. So you don't know. The South Dakota Titans are going to take the pennant this year. Gentlemen. How do you like that? Right in your face. Oh, get. Oh, uh, welcome back to the program. I uh, sincerely apologize on behalf of my guests and everyone here at Radio 8. Uh, for uh, what turned out to be a bit of a scuffle. Uh, it's the first we've had here on uh, Sketches of Yesterday. Uh, and I believe uh, Mr. Uh, Stanley and uh, Professor Wayne have a few words for our listeners. Should, you shouldn't fight people, kids, okay? Because when you do, you tend... To get into trouble. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And I I apologize. Um, uh, is, the, is the majority of your audience children? Uh, no. Okay. Well, so some, I'm, I'm sure there's some listening. Mr. Stanley is just an interesting man. Okay. So. I just I just want to say uh, I, I'm sorry for disturbing, disrupting the, the program. But, uh, you know, if you've read my book. Fighting Ox, how uh, warfare changed over the course of the Middle Ages. Yeah. Fighting is a key component of development of society. Hmm. Well, thank you, sirs, for, uh, for those heartfelt uh, apologies. So now perhaps we can move on with the program. Right. Back to my book, The Mesopotamian Workout. Now... The best thing about Mesopotamian workout is you don't even really have to do a workout. You just build the structures that you see in the pictures now, in some, the book. Sir, sir, I can't help but being reminded of an infomercial when you talk about your book. Now, are you uh, selling this as a scholarly work or is it a commercial venture up on your part to sell a fitness routine? Well, I, I would say it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B that mostly column professional scholarly uh, listen, work. Listen, it's quite common knowledge on the history forums that uh, John Stanley already has a contract with Billy Blanks to turn... Oh, well, you don't say! He's a... He's... he's listen... He's, Great, 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 great grandfather was from Mesopotamia. So I figured, you know, might as well support the Mesopotamian community while I'm at it. I cannot stand. I'm going. That's it. We're going to fight again. Oh, that's really. Nope. No. Hey, get rid of my ascot. Give me that back. You son of a bitch. My grandmother made that for me. Oh, you bastard. Get it. 
Hello listeners and welcome back to Sketches of Yesterday here on <coughs> BBC Radio 8. Sorry. Uh, that coughing idiot you hear is Mr. John Stanley. Listen. And next to me here... That bleeding idiot! Look at his face! Sir, please. Uh, it's Professor Lyle Wayne. Professor... Uh, Ma- would you mind pouring me a quinine I, 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 in jeans? Yeah, yeah he's got some gonorrhea. I'm, hope- I'm hoping I didn't pick up anything bloodborne from this babbling yeah. baboon. Here's a tincture of mercury. Oh, th- wow, oh had that okay. on hand. That you? Oh. Well. Ooh. Ooh, that is a spicy beverage. Ooh. Yes. Now, Yeehaw! Says, since neither of you really seem to be able to... To hold on to a uh, scholarly discussion, I was, I, I was thought that maybe we would discuss my works. Well, listen, Mister Churchill, if, oh, if perhaps if you brought on a, 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 a scholar, I could have a debate with a, a discussion with. It would be good, but I am fighting the the devious, tainted, consumerist demon of uh, Mesopotamia. Yeah, look, 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 Monty Python. No one really wants to hear what you have to say or <laughs> one of your shit, all right? I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to take Lyles down, all right? Yeah, listen, I've never been on a program where the presenter was so ill-prepared what and I'm quite off. Not even dressed. This is my Ascot, sir. And it you're, is cr- you're fine and it sick. Looks like shit. And you're drunk. You, I can smell brandy oh, on you. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah, think oh, he was dipping into that mercury while we were breaking. Yanks, God. How stupid was I to invite you across the pond? I'm not even from New York. That's Yankees are from New York. I'm not from New York. Look I'm at from you. North, South Dakota. You're a fool. You're a Old British bastard! Yeah, when you when you get angry, you like turn into like Gollum, like that, like like fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Except if Gollum had like a bunch of neck gross shit that jiggled around a lot when he yelled. You don't leave it alone! Oh, here it comes! You are rude individuals. You're just rude. I was going to offer you tea, but now I will not. Oh God! How will we ever survive without tea? And now, a word from our sponsor. Marmite. Making toast a little more gross. If you haven't had Marmite, you haven't had a life. Marmite does not own any toast-related products. Thank you to Marmite. Now, gentlemen, you are the rudest, most... Anti-intellectual men that I've ever had on yesterday's sketches of today. And I just wish that you would go and never return. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Go Longhorns.